Hey everybody, welcome back to the PC Perspective Podcast. This is episode 629 being recorded on May 19, 2021. I'm Sebastian Peake. I'm Jeremy Hellstrom. I'm Josh Walrath. I'm Brett Van Spruenberg. And I'm Kent Burgess. We've, we've collected, we've gathered once again. To recap, another week of exciting news. I'm sure we'll have plenty of uh, riveting topics, but... Let's get to the housekeeping first before we dive right into what everybody's actually here for mm. the Burger of the mm-hmm. Week. But, you know, you can go to PCPer.com slash subscribe to be warned in advance before Burger of the Week happens. Uh, when we record that live, by the way, you may have watched the finished product with moody, sometimes somber music while Josh describes the burger that got away. Or maybe the burger that wasn't quite what he expected, or I don't know. Maybe this week, maybe this week will be something really special. But you can go to Patreon.com/slash PC Per PC Per and uh, become a patron. And Brett, I always check in with you at this point. Do we have any news on the patron Patreon front? You know, we do, and I just want to reiterate that we actually really, really appreciate everybody's support on this, and that really. Uh, keeps the site going and everybody going here helps pay the bills and uh, make sure that uh, we can continue to do this uh, whatever it is that we're doing here week after week but we've got a new uh, patron and i just want to make sure to uh, send a heartfelt thanks to them Uh, their name is danielle lawson so thanks very much danielle lawson for becoming our new patron and if anybody else goes to our uh, patron this week and makes a change like increases their 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 patron amount i would be happy to read whatever they change their name to within reason because some people are unreasonable and apparently we collect those people but if you do something that is reasonable and do it while we're live that's the thing that's why you want to sign up to our pc per spam list so you're alerted when we're going to be live then you can make your obnoxious pledge and then Mm. brett has to Mm -hmm. read it out loud i do we still appreciate them in other days but you lose out on we do. Brett's wonderful yeah. voice. We do, and but then I, I, what happens is, is that we immediately slam the brakes on the show, and I read whatever you wrote. It's just that important. You know what else is important? It is. It, uh, uh, oh, we all do. Josh, tell us the story. We have two pictures this week. This is this is going to be epic. Laramie, Wyoming, Burger of the Week. Take it away. So, uh, you know, I called down and of course the, they had like taken the phone off the hook because sometimes when they've got the lunch rush, they don't like to take orders for external stuff. So I moseyed on downtown and, uh, and went through the front door and I saw this, the big green. You can see that they don't really have soup, even though the shadow of soup still exists. They have the shadow of the big green. So can we can we move along to the uh, actual picture itself of the burger? The big green, two four ounce patties topped with arugula. Because I asked myself, where are the people gonna get their arugula? And it's also got balsamic vinegar, fried green tomatoes, which if you've never had is an experience by itself. And then finally topped off with feta cheese. And on mine, I had some lettuce, tomatoes, onions, and uh, pickles. And I wasn't sure what to expect. 
it's not often you put balsamic vinegar on a burger but when you do you you expect things and it tasted like spring the arugula was extremely crunchy you mix that with the onions and the pickles and the tomatoes and the fried green tomatoes which is unique and those things sometimes go a little bit more acid sometimes sweet but the balsamic vinegar finally at the end it just comes through and it makes it all right it combines it all into one glorious half pound of beef that goes into your mouth and that's the big green and again i'm not eating till tomorrow because that was a lot of food <clears throat> uh, the fries were perfect they didn't give me enough because they were you know obviously you can't have enough perfect fries they're fantastic mm. were there really burger patties on that because it looked like all lettuce from here no no there were there were two four ounce patties okay arugula though do you like arugula uh, not usually, but it, it, it had, a, you know, arugula has a little bit of extra spiciness for lettuce, which is, you know, almost a weedy flavor. Very much. But it it worked. It it, it, it combined nicely with the balsamic and, and the fried green tomatoes and then the underlying beef. Um, yeah, it was just really, it was a well-envisioned burger. And the outcome was near spectacular. Again, it, it tasted like spring. We could talk about Bitcoin and the coin industry in general and how it basically crashed over the last 24 to 48 hours. In the midst of all of this, even though that's getting all the attention, NVIDIA had a press release yesterday officially announcing the light hash rate versions, the LHR versions of their graphics cards. Sort of a refresh. We're not getting supers this time. We're just getting... Reduce hash rate cards, so in theory, be easier to get. Plus, I mean, if Bitcoin continues trending down and Ethereum with it, maybe, maybe we're turning a corner. Maybe Josh is right, and by this autumn, gamers will be able to get hardware again. But let's just look at the uh, the post here. A further step into getting GeForce cards into the hands of gamers. We're reducing the hash rate of newly manufactured GeForce RTX 3080, 3070, and 3060 Ti graphics cards, so they're less desirable to miners. Stock image of the 3080 from its launch. And that's really all there is. It's having, having, H-A-L-V-I-N-G. How is that pronounced? Would you say having, hal halving? Ha having, 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 you know. It's, it's context enforced. Language. It's half, 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 it's half. I think the most important thing that NVIDIA is trying to remind people here is GeForce is made for gaming. Darn mm -hmm. it. We mean it. All those, that other, the $100 bills that are coming out of our stuffed shirt every place, thousands of dollars falling out of our pocket every place that we go. We didn't want that. We didn't want that. We wanted to put these into gaming PCs, but we couldn't. But anybody holding out for a 12-pin version the founders edition Ooh. version sorry kit guru is reporting video has no plans to update those founders edition 30 series cards with lhr gpus so these are just no they'll come out with FHRs. mining edition ones of those <laughs> these are fhrs full hash rate <laughs> yeah. Yes. yeah yeah exactly 
F-E-H-R. <laughs> and the XHR series to be released soon. So, I mean, this is exciting news, possibly. It, it would be amazing possibly. to find a 3060 Ti in stock. At, yeah, that's as long as you don't mind buying a really expensive package that it's inside of, you can. Now, speaking of packaging, these are all going to be very clearly labeled. So you're not going to have to guess this one way or another. It's going to be like part of the part number will be, you know, LHR. So people will know because there's a downside to this and that later on when somebody might try to sell one of these, I think the LHR versions are potentially going to be not as wanted, maybe. I don't know what to call for it to say that there's I think it's going to be eBay. Yeah. Profitable yeah. to resell. On but here's eBay? the thing. Yeah, that's right. Let's offset that. Let's offset that. Somebody who's had a mining card for six months and mined the crap out of it. Hmm. I mean, their boost clocks are going to be crap. And so maybe people will see LHR and are like, yeah, these aren't, you know, flogged out. This so maybe it balances out. Yeah, maybe. That's what you're saying. Yeah, I would rather the- buy an LHR on eBay. But then again, there's going to be, a, there's still be a workaround for it. Yeah. You think? I'm I don't guessing. know. I, this time I, I, I feel strongly about it. This I feel like it's stronger this time. And they, they've actually changed some of the silicon um, mm. on, the, on the boards, on the LHR boards this time, as well as driver. Before it was just driver. And that was... I, but no, they said, I it was, was, they said it wasn't just driver. It was more than just the driver. They said it's more well, than just There's some firmware involved. Right. This time, I think that they're yeah. a little bit more screwed down. We'll see how long it, it takes. The behavior, um, no, go 50/50. the behavior I thought like you had to have a HDMI or some kind of dummy in it. That was it part of it. I think it had a monitor connected to it. And I don't think it could be wrong. For the 3060 Ti rigs, you could do a single card, but you had to do some trickery to have more than one running and something like that. Yeah. So any mm-hmm. kind of barrier to entry. The, the problem is it had been so profitable to mine that anything and everything was being done to just make it happen. So this this kind of goes hand True. in hand with, you know, Bitcoin hit thirty thousand dollars yesterday, from a high of sixty <laughs> something just last month. So that yeah, trend uh, that's the other yeah, thing. like fifty four thousand two days ago. Yeah, if, if someone lost their pants, those keep dropping like that, then you know it won't matter that they've they've released the Ethereum LHR versions. Two, I'm sorry to talk over you. Uh, oh, Ethereum is still like. Over two grand, so. But that's half of what it was. It was trading at like four thousand forty-two hundred. So that won't yeah. stop anyone. You don't think so? No, because then they'll think, no. "Well, I'm I'm getting it low." You're fine. Yeah, it's good. Just buy it. Buy it low, and yeah. then hopefully it's worth more later. Don't mine it. Just buy it. And leave yeah. the cards for yeah. Games. Save your twelve hundred dollars on a sixty-eight hundred. The last, uh, last point on the labeling is that the TI cards that are coming out will not have an LHR version. They are all LHRs. Oh, so really? they won't have it as part of the part number. Mm. The TIs will be LHR out of the box. So they won't be labeled as such, but they will be low hash rate versions. That's good branding. Speaking of TI, it, uh, yeah, that was Zotac my point. Yeah. thinks that NVIDIA will make a 3090 TI. This is on, I think, mm. TechSpot or Tom's. This is Tom's. Tom's. So, if I can scroll past all the ads here. Hmm. Uh, who knows? We're just well speculating. Zotac has reserved a part number in their 
my, uh, filings to say that they expect there to be a 3090 Ti. And I think that's about the extent of that particular rumor. So, you know, you know, Zotac. You just they're, wanted to do they're that, a little, didn't you? I did. I did. I, yeah. And, uh, you know, the G, GA102 die has... 10,700 and what is it? Uh, 10,752 uh, shaders. And the 3090 already uses 10,496 of those. So they're going to come out with a TI version that has, uh, what, 258 mm. more shaders? and Likely to go up around. Yeah, maybe two two gig chips on there instead of uh, one gig chip, so it would have forty eight yeah. gigs of of VRAM instead of twenty four. But I mean, that's not going to help in gaming. <laughs> Don't tell people that they get upset. You're not going to no no forty eight yet. Not not for a consumer level. I mean, that's yeah. that's that's a crazy talk. HBM it is. to the world's most affordable <laughs> graphics oh. card. Yes. <laughs> I would love to see the current generation, like if they could adopt HBM. I know it's not in the architecture, but I want to see a new H- HBM a- AMD card with a crazy amount of RAM and just some insane memory interface. Forget. I think H- HBM3 is, is right around the corner, and mm-hmm. it seems like it's more commercially viable than one and two. And of course, two has been picked up by some other uh, manufacturers, uh, just not you know in in the kind of uh, numbers needed to to make it much more affordable. But uh, three seems rearchitected enough that that it's it it might be kind of the tipping point for graphics. But anyway, neither here nor there. Sorry. I well, you need derailed. more than one foundry making it, also. And that secondly, time out. We have a pledge edit. Okay. person's name is Cult of Multivino. And we all know what mm. that means. <laughs> Let's move away a little bit from GPUs. Although laptops have GPUs. This is interesting. This is one of the more interesting stories I saw this week. Jeremy had posted about this. The internet is a buzz. Framework, a repairable laptop, a modular laptop design, or literally designed to be worked on. To have, yeah, you know, not not everything is glued and soldered down. It's up for pre-order. It's a thousand bucks. What can you tell us about this thing? Uh, well, definitely don't drop it because it may just come apart. Okay, <laughs> this is uh, similar <laughs> to the that kind of modular. <laughs> well, it's very Lego-like. So everything on the side, like your HDMI or your Display Port, are little click-in. Uh, things you can see the silver just to the left of the laptop there okay okay so they click into the side in the way that you want Uh, they didn't really talk about what the internal interface is but you know it's probably some sort of bizarre pcmia thing and this way it's not just that you're picking what goes inside of it in the terms of your storage and your processor and your uh ram but if you really don't want uh you know, HDMI out, or you don't care, but you'd prefer more type A's than USB C's. You've literally got these little click in click chiclets, as you can see there, where they just slide into the slots on the side 
and you're actually choosing what your peripherals are. That that's the neat part about it, but also the worrisome part about it, because I can see this being an extreme point of failure, um, especially after seeing what people do to just poor little USB plugs. As for the hardware, well, Tiger Lake uh, Mobile is still going to be BGA, so you're not going to be upgrading it after the fact, but you've still got your choice of three different models, uh, your choice of just about any WD Black SN 750 or 850, depending on what you want to do, or none, because in the, for the, the memory, the storage, the connectivity, you can choose none. So you don't get charged for it because you've got your own NVMe SSDs kicking around to toss in there. Or you've got a bunch of uh, LPDDR to sling in or that's faster than 3200 uh, that they offer. Maybe you don't need vPro on your Wi-Fi. Maybe you do. Uh, maybe you don't give a flying about uh, the USB-C charging, so you bring your own power brick. It's sort of an interesting idea. There's no optical drive on it, which is upsetting. Uh, the resolution oh. is an interesting 2256 by 1504, powered by Intel Z. And Apple-like. I know, right? And I'm wondering if that's maybe <laughs> where they source the screen from. Uh, same with the 400 uh, nit. Brightness. That's a weird 13 by 5, 3, 2 display. Did you see that? That ratio is sort of interesting. Yeah, it says 3, 2, yeah. but yeah, it's... It's it's not quite. Uh, so, I mean, depending on what you want to pick up, you can pre-order them now. The 750 is about the cheapest one, up to uh, 2,000 if you want a whole bunch of things added to it. And what they're sort of saying is that if you put in a totally refundable $100 deposit you can get your name on the list because, of course, there's going to be a limited amount of these coming out before they see how what well it does. What is this, Kickstarter? This is the best thing <laughs> I've ever seen. I don't get it. <laughs> the, these interchangeable like, right? pods on the side. If you want two Type-A USB ports, you got it. If you want a Type-A and an HDMI, you got it. Display no. port. Although, you can't they foil really on a bunch of USB-Cs because you got lane limitations, but still. Yeah, yeah it's, I can see this is just a USB-C dongle, like a super compact one. But hey, you know, it's it's better than carrying a bunch of dongles around with you. And I imagine this, these would store better in a backpack than a dongle would. If you want to take yeah. a couple of Yeah, well, I'm just worried about the dust buildup on the plug-in uh, and yeah. just how, you know, full size how good it is at blocking uh, anything getting into the internals via that. This but, is interesting. One of them is just extra storage. So one terabyte yeah. or 256 gigs of 1,000 megabit megabyte per second. So just like, what is that, 20 megabit? Thunderbolt or 1010. 10. So it's a fancy USB Even drive. Thunderbolt, yeah. So. That's interesting. But you can also boot from it. They, they mentioned that. that. So you can okay. literally have your Linux set up, your Windows, and your whatever the hell else you want, and shut it down, pop that in, boot back up in a different OS. I love this. No floppy drive? Says Shadow. <laughs> I, know. I know. I, I know. know. Hey, more coming remember the old? Though. I should have scrolled more. Maybe a floppy drive. Do you remember the old? Way? The old PCM CIA nope. cards, though. I mean, this that's is what I'm thinking is. That. Yeah, yeah. Now, is that interface USB C or is it Thunderbolt? Because if it's Thunderbolt, they could do yes all kinds of stuff with that. I'm yeah. guessing it's just well, it's Tiger Lake, so there's no reason it couldn't be. I thought Intel had a, a discrete Thunderbolt controller. Still, I haven't. I have. I'll have to read the specs. Yeah. I don't know if Tiger Lake. Is I didn't see Thunderbolt, Thunderbolt mentioned at all. It's 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 not built in. They do have a discrete controller. Okay. Yeah. 
It's like something peak, and I cannot remember the name. Uh, Titan Ridge and it's not oh, Lake Peak. The, next one, the one after that. No, oh, it's not Lake uh, Peak. I'll go look Sebastian it up. Sebastian Peak. Cougar. Yeah, Sebastian Peak. It is. It's, it's, it's yeah. Sebastian Peak. Uh, that's the forty gigabit version. I think that's the eighty. No, I, I demanded that oh, the they 80. give me the the future proofed. Like uh, four by good. four. You held out for that one. Whatever it has to be. Good call. This looks like a, a MacBook Air clone, but so many things do. That's what I, I wish they would come up with a unique design because silver, thin wedge shape, black chiclet keys. It, it's been done. Giant trackpad. But that's what people like. So. Well, people equate it with a quality build, actually. But you just said it wasn't they a quality do. build. It's a fragile. I didn't say that it was or wasn't. Oh, I just said people equate that look with a quality build. But look, you can have your own bezel color. Stop complaining yep. about bezel colors. Just pick your own. <laughs> I would do an orange bezel with a gray laptop. That would look cool. It would. Uh, the, uh, the, the Lewis Rossman word on this, because I know you're waiting, is that they are still not providing schematics. It's for a board level repair. How much does he raise now? But the, the modularity is wonderful uh, with this. But yes he asked them, Hey, you guys are going to be providing schematics for board level repair because that would be like the final word in repairability, and the answer is no. Okay. No. Modularity is good though. Did you know that AMD's Ryzen five thousand processors might be closer than we think? Says Tom's hardware. Is it the XT all over again? That's the question. Yeah. It looks that way. But they do uh, get a uh, an important number uh, as a badge of honor. If you uh, scroll down to the chart where they're listing the uh, old and new speeds, I spy me a 5.0. Oh, nice. Yeah, a, a heavily bend 5950X perhaps that hits 5 gigahertz. That's single core boost, right? Or two, two core that's boost. The, that's, that's the rumor. Yeah, okay. it's, it's probably their two core... Okay, but eh, you cores, could probably massage right? that mm-hmm. into something higher, or perhaps maybe get some more cores involved. Mm-hmm. While the previous generations XT versions might have been kind of a kind of a whiff, I don't know if you haven't bought one of these yet. It's certainly not an upgrade path for one you already own, but um, it's like a hundred megahertz upgrade path. It's like the XTs. So if that's what it is. The, the silicon has matured over time. That's what they kind of said last time, is that we can offer higher clocks and we're not on a new process tech. It's just all just been refined. And, or is that we're just getting works, better Josh? at it. Josh, you've been oddly quiet. Yes, he has. He's laughing to himself. I've seen it. No, I don't know what we're doing right now. <laughs> I was trying to find a GIF, a perfect GIF for something, and it just... Oh, yeah, it's the moment. Yeah. The moment has passed. Yeah, it's gone. So, Sometimes, you yeah. know, whatever. Whatever you're talking about, sure. The XT versions of <laughs> Ryzen processors. We had the 3000 XTs. They're talking about maybe some 5000 series Ryzen XTs with mm-hmm. slightly higher clocks. But mm-hmm. I'm sure it'll be the same process again, like last time, right? They just... Yeah. They, they're learnings from the process and they're enabling higher clocks. It. Tuning. Yeah. It's nothing terribly exciting. Okay. It's going to be a small jump. And I mean, if they follow what, you know, the previous 3000 XT series, they were not terribly popular. 
they sold some to OEMs, I think. Some people in retail were not terribly impressed because the performance increase was not all that much for the price. We'll probably see the same thing, but maybe it'll surprise us. Maybe it'll, instead of 100 megahertz base and boost, they'll do 200 across the board. Maybe 300 at the top end. I don't know. It'd be exciting. But anyway, yeah, it's um, yeah, not terribly exciting to me as a consumer. But hey, 5600Xs uh, are in stock pretty much everywhere now at MSRP. So Speaking what more could you ask for? Faster and better GPUs. New yes. models. Igor's Lab. It is rumored. Exclusive details, actually, from internal slides of a Radeon RX 6600 XT with 8 gigs of memory. Oh, this is a mobile desktop crossover, I do believe, if I Wasn't read this correctly. Isn't that kind of what the 5500 56 maybe, but yeah, 55, 56. Five, I'm not sure 5, which 500 one. 5500 was a small kind of mobile-style GPU, but it only had 4 gigs of memory, and that was the one that was 8. It was a by 8 and that's what this is again. Oh, yeah. We're talking about a by yeah. 8 instead of a by 16 small GPU. We have so I think the word is that he's sort of deconstructed it here on uh, the expectation based upon just a, some sizing. I don't know if he, I'm not even sure he got power requirements out of this, but um, he's, he's uh, comparing it to, uh, as a competitor to previous gen 5700 XT that should be level great. performance. And this is, wait, yeah, that would be fantastic. This? Is this not a desktop card or is it a desktop card? Well, I, I think it's a, like I said, it's a crossover. And I, I think what Igor is saying here that you you should probably deploy this on PCIe 4.0, although I'm not sure why he's coming to that conclusion, but that's because what he's Because of the bandwidth limit, the lane limitation? Because if you do eight Maybe, lanes but of, he, of Gen 4. But, but we haven't know. really seen anything that yeah. we've plugged into PCIe 4 outside of certain SSD storage that has, I, I hate to say this, but has deserved the bandwidth. I mean, you're not really seeing a tremendous amount of difference between PCIe 3 and 4 on, on GPUs, a tremendous amount. You can push it that hard with storage. Um, so, but he's pretty much stating that this, this particular version, you're going to want to deploy this on a PCIe 4.0 bus. Here's, here's the yeah. reason it mattered before with the 5500. Because if you got the 4 gigabyte version, it was actually oh, swapping RAM. That was it. And it yes, needed more bandwidth to do system level memory swapping, right? For VRAM. It was a bus width because yeah. it's it's not as high. Mm -hmm. you know what, Maybe you know not, what? not it as completely high, unreasonable. It just leveraged it more. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So, speaking of leveraging. New standards, Intel leveraging more efficient ATX standards. We all loved it when NVIDIA tried to reinvent the graphics card power connector. Intel Did you say leverage? I'm pretty sure you meant strong arm when you, well, when you said that, that phrase. It didn't really end up taking off. It was the founder's cards. Mm. And was there anything else with the 12-pin connector? But no. this, the ATX 12VO power connector. This looks like something off of a Dell OEM power supply. With so, I think they're using like eight pins on that Dell, but yeah. Yeah, anywhere from four to eight or six, but it's not a PCIe, and if you do plug it's in the PCIe, not, bad no. things happen. And it's two fours, not a weird six. Yeah. 
Intel wants to make a change for 12th generation Alder Lake. Now, I, I, I admit that I'm not up on my ATX standards. I learned last year about the uh, SATA 3.3 with that um, sleep function and those high certain drives you shucked wouldn't even spin up unless you used an adapter or covered mm-hmm. one of the pins. No, nah, I just cut that wire, man. Well, you, you can do it. that too, yeah. And yep, this is another change to ATX. <laughs> So what's this all about? It's about efficiency, right? Oh, well, I'm just waiting. So I'm trying so to they're, find they're the last. Cutting out, oh. They're they're cutting oh out uh, the three volt and five volt uh, rails on that, so it's only twelve volt. So if oh. you have anything three or five on there, then uh, the motherboard has to convert it, and that's why the motherboard people are pissed off. Mm-hmm. They are. Hmm. Did you just uh, put up the German version of that? I've just I did. Wasn't sure yeah, that was the link that I pulled it. up. Uh, Asrock has actually it was was releasing boards that were this standard like a year ago, um, or at least they were they were showing them on their website. They were going to be. Um, I vaguely remember mocking I those. See, I, I believe they were going to be <laughs> Z four nineties when they came out. Um, yeah, I think and, the Tai Chi board has that, but it's only a couple of the mm. USB ports where. There is voltage regulation on the board, but it's just taking 12 volt. And they claimed that it had better charging for like devices that you plugged in. That's right. That's right. It yeah. shifts the the conversion uh, to lower voltages that many drives need, um, either 3.3, but mostly 5. It, it moves that from the PSU to the motherboard. Yeah, I'm doing a quick That's search, correct. and I can't find our most recent Intel power supply review. Strange. Intel power <laughs> supply, yes. That's As funny. As someone who builds a lot of you know custom PCs and and pays a lot of attention to like cable routing and stuff, that part of me thinks, hey, this is great. One cable from the power supply to the motherboard and two or three to the graphics card. But then there's the part of me that goes, okay, the power supply is actually designed to do this, and they've been building them to do this for a really long time. And to think that motherboard manufacturers are going to be able to do this as well, uh, I, I think we're going to probably see a lot of dead motherboards very yeah. early on if they do this. What do you mean? Because they're not practiced in doing voltage conversion on the board? Not in the same way. Yeah, not to this extent. Hmm. I mean, think about in the past 40 years of power supply design and manufacture. You'd think that they would have perfected it. And right now it's pretty good, but that's why we still have power supply reviews because there are still power supplies that that don't cut the, the mustard. Absolutely. That are not great in certain things. And you'd think that... True. We know how to make them and make them well and do it relatively inexpensively, but that's not the case. It's just, I mean, there's there's still a lot of physics and solid-state circuitry involved that you're going to have quality control issues just and, and the design issues because people are cutting down as much as they can. And uh, motherboard manufacturers will be doing the same thing, except... Now they not only have to worry about uh, like CPU power delivery and you know power delivery to the PCI ports and whatnot, which previously was pretty easy because it's 
all 12 volts anyway going, you know, throughout the board. And the power supply handles the 3 and the 5 volt stuff. And now they have to put all that extra crap on there to do 3 and 5. I think that's that's just asking for... Yeah, I, I I agree with Kent there. It's 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 asking for trouble because, I mean, motherboard space already is is at a premium, and how is that going to affect, you know, kind of the micro ATX and ITX type uh, boards where space is even more at a premium? Well, you get another location um, on the board with a set of VRMs and chokes outside of what yeah. you usually use to control the bridges and the CPU. You get another and the heat. set of those. And, well, heat, of course. Yeah. And the localized heat. But the other thing I'm thinking is, you know, just broadly speaking, replacing a power supply tends to be significantly cheaper than replacing your entire motherboard. I was thinking about that. That might be arguable, so, though. I mean, if you've got a power supply, expensive. oh, you want a platinum? Yeah, you're going to be spending an, <laughs> yeah. an immense amount of money. But then again, you're, yeah. you're doing it for a reason. You need super low noise and decent thermals and you don't care how much it costs to get that uh it was also going to be one of my picks because it was about half price off but it's still almost two hundred dollars but i'm just thinking that you've got another part that can fail and whereas in the old times you could pop out a psu pop in a new one and away you go if in this case you're looking at one of those converters going you're just assembling the whole system and going out and buying a new motherboard doesn't seem great to me but it's great for the motherboard manufacturers i <laughs> i don't yeah you don't you, this is maybe not the best time to add more complexity and more components to motherboards considering that there are such shortages but what do i know or a switch over in standards uh, away from components that people may already have i mean if you've already got a an, an expensive psu that you've invested in and they're not cheap Many of them are not cheap, you know, easily $100 plus for 850s, thousands. That'll yeah. definitely serve you even on with today's uh, heavier draw gra- graphics cards and, and heavier draw CPUs. Potentially, this standard destroys that and turns that into what we hate e waste. The energy level is very high tonight. Sorry well, about because that. we need a word from our sponsor to inspire us. You know, that would be a perfect time to suggest a word from our sponsor, which is a new one tonight. It's a molecule, the indoor air purifier, destroying indoor pollutants for everyone everywhere. I'm sure all of us are spending a bit more time at home. Like myself, we're now realizing that having clean indoor air is now more important than ever. I've personally developed a brand new awareness and an attention to cleanliness, and especially on what I'm breathing. Molecule is a company reimagining the future of clean air. Starting with the air purifier, their core technology, PICO, or photoelectrochemical oxidation, actually destroys harmful pollutants in the air, including viruses, bacteria, mold, and chemicals. So it's not just collecting them on a filter. Molecule's PICO technology meets the performance requirements and FDA guidance for use in helping to reduce the risk of exposure to COVID-19. You should maintain other good preventative practices, of course, but this is an extra layer of virus protection for where you live and work. It's all in the science. Molecule's filtration systems from all of their devices have been rigorously tested by third-party labs and scientifically proven to destroy pollutants. They also believe in disclosure and make all this testing and scientific data public. 
Molecule has various sizes of good-looking purifiers, ranging from their Air Mini, designed for rooms up to 250 square feet, to their Air Pro RX Medical Class units, designed for spaces up to 1,000 square feet. Now, for a limited time, save up to $120 on Molecule Air Purifiers by visiting Molecule.com. That's M-O-L-E-K-U-L-E.com. And using our promo code PCPER. Enjoy free shipping and a 30-day-at-home trial on your order. That's code PCPER at Molecule.com. We're back. We're going hey. to hear about possible... Everybody loves driver-related news and rumors. <laughs> yes. What could be more exciting than a PCI driver, which could improve game stability but also be a security headache? Please, somebody tell me more. Well, what they did here was it's actually sort of crazy to think that a, a company with as high a profile as AMD seemed to program something that had so many shoddy characteristics to it. It actually doesn't even appear to be a proper device driver, although it is registered as a device driver. It's a process that runs in the background that essentially looks for, uh, I think it's like 12 or 19 different hashed processes running and then disables certain hidden caching or hidden values that disable certain caching mechanisms in, on, the, on the machine. And it's written so poorly that the way that it searches for processes can be fooled by other legitimate processes, potentially. So there, that's what's called a, a hash collision. They used a very poor collision or hashing a value that has multiple collisions to it. But they left the, the process open so that it could be potentially fiddled with by user-level processes so that if a uh, another process sees that it's running, it could essentially um, use this process's API to cause something to happen on the machine, which if one of the processes it is looking for is not running, causes the machine to crash. This is a... Uh, essentially a software black eye for AMD that they would put out something this shoddily programmed and this easily taken advantage of. It's not a good look. Apparently and and they should never have done something like this. B1 stepping of Zen 1 and Zen 2 XT series. Correct. It's for older CPUs. But this should never exist. And I'm not sure if it's still running in later ones. That wasn't really uh, clear. That, that that was true or not. But yeah, I mean, as far as the attack surface goes, if you can even call it that, it was really relegated to only affecting older processors. But AMD, write better software. Not a good look. No. Be better, AMD. We Hold on. You. Yeah, be more like Apple. Says <laughs> well, no we'll get to that threat. in a minute. We'll get to that in a minute where we can we can praise Apple's software acumen or lack thereof in certain cases. Justin just joined the PC per patrons. So welcome to the family, Justin. Justin, you're awesome. Thank you very much. You're invited Josh, to do you have a special for this. Do you have a special message for Justin? We love you, Justin. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I love putting Josh in the spot. You never know what you're going to yeah. get. <laughs> or what you're not going to get. Or what you're not going to get. Anyway, AMD bad. Oh, wait, no. Bad wait, on wait, AMD. Wait, we're going to wait. We're oh, gonna, sorry, okay, mo- enough, enough bashing AMD about a driver <laughs> for right, PCI. All right. Okay, it's Hackaday. Hackaday Prize 2021. Rethink, refresh, rebuild. By Mike. Sheesh. Sheesh. 
author of this post. You wouldn't do well in uh, the middle of Europe, would you? I don't think so. S Z C Z Y S. It's probably like C Z Z. Mike Shish. Mike Shishevsky. Mike Shishevsky. Anyway, the Hack Day Prize, it begins right now. Like right now, as you're listening. Wait, May 18th, yesterday. It began yesterday. Yeah. Tell us more. Well, it's something they've been doing for, I believe it's eight years now. And the idea is that they come up with five uh, project topics. And the step sort of goes that the you can actually win some of the prizes without ever building a damn thing if you know what you're doing and write out proper instructions and parts lists and assemblage of something that is obviously going to work. Though you're not going to hit the grand prizes unless you actually do produce these things. Uh, the grand prizes are kind of nice. They're up to 25 grand in a residency at Supply Frame Design Lab, which is... Uh, one of the bigger labs down in the States that uh, just sort of gives you everything you'd ever want to play with and sees if you can create something sellable. But there's a whole bunch of other different prizes. Uh, like There's five top prizes as well as 50 or so others, 10 for each of the sections based on various different things, like the example I gave of your, your overall project design. So this time around, they're trying to rethink everything. And of course, Refresh work from home life is, is one of the topics because why wouldn't it be this year? So if you've got nifty ideas for building your own ergonomic desk or ways of making, you know, working from home and separating work and life a little bit more effectively, that's, that's the category for you. Uh, rethinking displays. Uh, so not just the nice little weather thing uh, display on the outside of your door so that when you're going outside, it'll give you a list of everything and mention, oh, by the way, uh, we're not seeing the, the fob on your keys. You forgot them, you moron. But even just like the usability of stuff for people that uh, have physical challenges and can't really accurately use a touchscreen, come up with a different way to do that. Uh, rethinking robots, uh, not necessarily building Robbie the robot, but more automation those boring repetitive tasks that you've got to do all the time, like washing the dishes, because, you know, frankly, your dishwasher is a robot in a way, kind of a crappy one, but it's, it still works. So it's, it's that sort of a category, um, supportive tech, which is not so much better ways of providing tech support. So you won't win anything for for providing a way to finally punch someone through a phone line, but you know, please to keep working on that. This is more, you know, making the learning curve on stuff that you use less sharp. Uh, so how to properly document things, how to take a program that, you know, at first looked like Photoshop is absolutely and utterly insane and, you know, run through the basic stuff that someone would actually use if they were going to use it or GIMP or another type. And then the last one is just sort of a wild card. Uh, and essentially it's, it's problem solving. So you've had a different project that you were working on. It went horribly. You couldn't do a damn thing until three weeks later, you just had a brainstorm and boom, this is how you solve this problem. And so they're focusing more on ways to do ridiculous problem solving, uh, how you would go through the troubleshooting of your own steps in designing something to see, this is how you avoid this idiotic thing that I did that ruined me for three months. So it's, it's more of a wild card, but again, you know, it's, it also gives you a lot of stuff to work from. So it'll take a couple of months before the uh, winners are announced, but it's worth keeping up because part of the wonderful thing 
is that all of these projects are documented. They're posted. Even if it doesn't win, you'll still be able to see how to make them. So you, you'll actually be able to, you know, browse through these and see if anything grabs your fancy and something that would be enjoyable for you to make. So it'll be documented unlike the modular laptop we talked about. Yes. What is... Which is sort of documented. Right. Sort of. Not to Lewis. Not to his... No. Not to the Lewis Rossman uh, TM no. uh, level. <laughs> Audio Tours. Microsoft Flight Simulator. I love this idea. Okay. Is it g- computer-generated audio tours or just recorded audio? No, it's actually, if you scroll down, you'll see that if you subscribe to a particular, almost, I think it's called like a radio channel, Bush Talk Radio. It's a connection that you a can radio make. radio channel? Sort of, but it's, it's Inside like... Inside a connect- virtual world? Yeah. Josh, what I do you think know. about this? I think it's Which you cool can drive idea. around in now. <laughs> I know, that's awesome. Well, you can drive um, around in Flight Sim? Okay. Wait, I've done that originally, but the, the highways are not that cool. And the cars, when they go whizzing by you and through you, kind of breaks the whole thing. You got to be no at truck least simulator. Yeah, you got to be at least 200 feet above ground before, you know, things start breaking down. But, you know, um, I've run around quite a bit in MSFS 2020. And uh, the Europe is really nicely done. Japan's nicely done. U.S. is nicely done, except, you know, the first time that I installed it and didn't install it correctly. And, like, Rushmore was floating above Rushmore and some other goofy things. Um, It's uh, pretty neat to fly around a lot of these monuments. I went to to the Middle East and, uh, you know, I I looked for that uh, big evergreen ship that was borked. And, of course, you know, it wasn't there. Uh, you had to get a mod, but I decided, what the heck? I'm close to Cairo. I'm going to go fly around there. And they have all of the really big major points of interest, even without having done kind of a, a specific uh, geographical upgrade. So like, you know, Japan has an update that, that added all kinds of stuff and, uh, you know, better photography and photogeometry and uh, you know, specialty structures and, and, and uh, other, you know, points of interest. Um, and it did the same thing with, with U.S. and now Europe. And so, yeah, you're, you're even even in the, the original, you still see a lot of this stuff. So you saw the Sphinx and the, and the Great Pyramids and, and uh, the, uh, the big museum in, in Egypt. And you can fly around these things. Uh, so having a, um, having a, a virtual tour... And having, you know, little facts thrown out about the things that you're flying over. And, I mean, Paris is chock full of stuff to to see from the Eiffel Tower, De, De Triomphe, the, the Louvre, all kinds of crap. Cathedrals, all the major cathedrals are all there. I'm kind of curious what Notre Dame looks like now. Anyway, but, yeah, that's, that's, that's um, you know, it's, it's neat that Microsoft has made it as extensible as they have, that... Mods are easily uh, developed for it, and uh, these third-party people can make some reasonable amounts of money by doing these mods. And uh, this is just kind of one of them. It's pretty nifty. 
This radio thing sounds actually cool. It might be something that would be huh. like, oh my gosh, I would like get into this just to simply fly to places to hear about them. I think it's it's synthesized from a variety of different public sources, which yeah. I mean, you know, there are varying degree of quality. You know, some of them are like Wikipedia level, but you know, others are more encyclopedic in nature. But it's a really cool well, idea. Apparently, people are recording uh, their own and uploading oh. them, and they're getting judged on quality. So it should actually grow over time. Nice. It sounds like like a tourist thing. Like you're flying and... One of the interesting things about this building, it was constructed in 1862, and you know, you've learned about little facts. <laughs> yeah. and Some of us like those sort of things. There's an old legend that uh, the, his daughter, <laughs> actually, uh, drowned in a lake here, and her ghost comes back. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, I might land again. Maybe they could, if they could do Andy Rooney out. voice. Ooh. Did you ever see a oh, palace? Wow. I hate those. <laughs> Look at the size of the lawn here. I wonder how long it takes to cut that grass. I'd never live in a house yep. that big. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Let's enter the world of Kislev. Can we get can we get a Total War Warhammer 3 update, Jeremy? So you know how everything gets tower defense nowadays? <laughs> yes. Well, Warhammer 3 is getting tower defense. <laughs> there, there's a special game mode where essentially you, you pick which one of the four realms of chaos you want to go and try and establish a foothold in, and it, you pick your army. Uh, you can do it alone, or you can actually do a multiplayer uh, with two people. And you have to go and fight uh, what the people at Rock, Paper, Scissors, or Shotgun described as making the end game battles in uh, the, the previous two look like jokes. So you're fighting off hordes and hordes of demons trying to survive. If you manage to, well, then they're going to attack you again because, well, they're really upset that you managed to take the little capture point because that's what Warhammer needs is capture points. But the plus side, you're now allowed to gate in reinforcements, uh, build certain fortifications, like, say, towers that shoot at the demons, which are now coming to take back the capture point that you've taken. This is not part of the main campaign, thankfully. This is an optional uh, game mode that some people, I'm sure, are going to enjoy terribly. Uh, And I, I, I mean, it might be interesting to take a look at, but it just seems so very, very different but at the same time, so much better than what the multiplayer was before, which is, you know, here's how many points you get. Two armies go bash each other and, you know, fun to a certain point, And then it gets sort of boring. But as for Chislev, it's it's looking very, very berry. Uh, you've got bear drawn artillery carts, bear cavalry, crazy ice bears that you can summon. So, you know, it sort of sticks with them. Haven't seen anything yet of the damn ogres, which is the one I'm really looking forward to, or uh, any of the uh, oriental style races that barely even exist in the uh, pen and paper and tabletop games. But uh, Cathay is going to be a big thing in this one sometime later this year. Hey, Jeremy, while you're still kind of in the spotlight here, can you walk us through, rock audio listeners through the type of news post you can expect to read on PCPair.com? Acer is well, not a name you really associate <laughs> with high-end components, but they have new Let memory, alone memory. Which you wrote about. Uh, you know, it's, it's very low latency. Who are we looking at here? Audio listeners. 
Well, I mean, there, there's a certain uh, famous actor that you, you might have heard of, uh, although they redid the movie lately without using the proper man. But not only did he appear in Rambo as the character Apollo, he also appeared in Predator. Wait, what? Not Rambo, no, not, not Rocky. Rambo. Or Rocky. sorry, Rocky. What am I thinking of, Rambo? Rocky, Apollo Creed. Yes, it's another R. Yes. I like Carl the subtitles. Ignore the name. Timing Carl Weathers is everything. Because we're talking about low latency RAM. But they named it. That out. Predator wow. Apollo, and I'm sorry, but there's there's only one thing I can think <laughs> of that applies to both of those. You are and absolutely it's... right. And, so, and yeah, this read that article. But yes, just illustrates perfectly. Jeremy's deep thinking on the news. There are puns within puns. There are visual gags. I was followed up by the Predator Apollo Action Jackson Mandalorian. (laughs) I was just about ready to do Action Jackson. Sebastian, I would like you to scroll to the single comment on that post, if you would. Hold on. I had already moved on to the next. I queued up the next story. But let's see. No, I think let's go down to this the... is. It's a good comment. Okay, I hope this is worth it because it takes it just one level deeper. <laughs> Ed says, "I'm very proud of it." Let's oh. hope it doesn't end up costing an arm or a leg. I think it was worth. See, that's it. what makes makes it all worth it is when someone gets it and then one ups me, and then just takes it all that slightly yeah. further. We're, we're seamlessly yes. transitioning to the reviews portion of the podcast. Kent wrote a very nice little review about a very nice little cooler from Be Quiet. Please tell us more, Kent. Uh, this is the Be Quiet Pure Rock Slim 2. Uh, it is a not a low profile, but it's a standard tower cooler, but it is very small for a tower cooler. Uh, 135 millimeters in height uses a 92 millimeter fan, three, six millimeter copper heat pipes. Um, and when I got the box and saw how small it was, I, I mentioned this in an article. I didn't have a lot of high hopes for it. Um, but when I saw the price, which is just shy of $26, And then I did the testing on it. And so basically what you've got here is a cooler that outperforms or equals the very best stock coolers. It equals like the AMD Wraith Prism, which only comes or came on their highest end CPUs um, and far exceeds the Wraith Stealths and any of the uh, Intel uh, stock coolers um, for... $26 $26 and it's practically silent at all, but the very highest fan speeds. Um, you, you really, as far as I can tell, you can't beat it. Uh, if you've, you know, if people, you pick up a used Ryzen processor, you don't have a cooler, go buy this thing. Um, you, you know, you can't beat it for that price. Um, you know, if you're not going to be overclocking, it's it's a great little cooler and like i say absolutely silent at all but the the you know it it's highest 2000 rpm fan speed can we let's talk about uh photography for, for a second this might be the best picture of the year so far 
I stopped mm. and just looked at this. It's a picture of the base of the cooler, but there's I don't know what it is about the lighting, the reflections. It looks ray traced. It's it's RTX. It, it's enhanced. definitely good. Yeah. It's good. And that's a very mm -hmm. flat looking base. This is a direct um, contact three heat pipes going across here. It looks very very. You mentioned that it was quite flat, right? It, it It is the flattest and smoothest direct contact plate I've ever seen. Um, we're, still, we're talking about every, a $26 cooler here. <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. Um, I liked uh, the came, previous picture actually showed your attempt to d illustrate that flatness with yeah. a razor blade that was backlit with a high-intensity light and showing no gap. No gap. Yes, there's no gaps. I've never seen a direct contact base plate that didn't have at least a small gap between the the aluminum and the the copper where the heat pipes are are matched to the the plate. Um, and it's just the only difference is the color. It's it's ridiculous. Um, I like how this is out of the box set up for AMD, which is a departure from yes. a lot of stuff the last few years. Yes. Mm -hmm. so you know your standard AMD mount, but you had mentioned the Intel. So I fight the tabs here. It's just the push. Yeah. Which are not yeah. anybody's favorite. Getting them on is always kind of a pain because of pressure. Yes. I always have one pop this, out when the last one pops in. and This seems like a cost I, reduction. Here. Yes, absolutely. Um, I don't think they could have done something else um, for and kept that price point. Um, yeah, and that's and, what you see uh, from the lower inside stuff too. They go with the push pins for Intel with the lower right. price point models. But pretty freaking nice for well under thirty dollars because that that thirty thirty five dollar range has been dominated by the hyper. The, Hyper the 212, two, yeah. yeah. The 212, yep. This is mm -hmm. smaller. Uh, what is it? Similar cooling capacity, maybe a little bit lower cooling capacity, but quieter? Yes. yes. That's the thing about the, the 212. It's not silent. They're like no. 44 decibels <laughs> under load, 45. I could absolutely not hear this fan over the rest of the system noise below around below 1500 rpms and with a the the testing that's with a pretty highly overclocked 3600x um running at 4.3 all core hmm. um when i just i didn't put it on the chart but i just set that um cpu at stock and let it run, and it never got over 62 degrees, and the fans never got over 1,200 RPM. Hmm. But you wouldn't uh, recommend this for, a, like, a 3900X? I have a... There's a question in the chat. Like, No. Be Quiet says that it is a 130-watt a cooler. Um, now, my hardware info shows that the 3600X, the way I've got it overclocked, is pulling about 105 watts. Okay. And this did cool it for the 20-minute stress test, and it did not throttle below the 4.3, but just barely. If it had gotten 2 degrees Celsius hotter, it would have started throttling. Mm -hmm. So I don't think I would go for anything over 
105 watts. I, I probably wouldn't recommend going over 95 watts. You don't happen to have it there, or is it installed right now? Just wanted to take a look at like it's how actually installed. It was. Um, it's installed, and it, it's a long story. the uh, The reason my background is not what it has been is because um, I had installed that on my uh, streaming PC that I set up behind where I'm sitting now. Um, and I tested everything and shut it down on Sunday to make some room for what I'm working on behind me. And I went to hook it up tonight and either I've got a dead motherboard or a dead power supply because no power at all <laughs> right before the show. How would uh, a new 12th VO power supply have had That's served the key. you here? That's the key. Uh, he needed that conversion on the board. I, I did, yes. You're, or, see, you're... or would that have bit him harder? <laughs> Lazily relying on your PSU to do all of that conversion for you, and look what I'm happened. I'm guessing that it's the I'm guessing it's the motherboard because that motherboard is the probably the second oldest motherboard I've got in the house. Uh, so, as a very early generation B three fifty, but oh, okay, yeah. Well, you gave it the gold award. It's definitely worth checking out. I will mention. I know that you kind of gone back and forth with me about pricing check make sure you're getting it for the msrp and yes some resellers are trying to sell it for like 45 dollars. that was that was what i first encountered and that's why i i actually emailed sebastian about it was i was looking at this cooler and looking at the numbers i was seeing and i had not heard a price on it yet and so i looked it up on Amazon and saw $46 and 60 cents. And I'm like, okay, no. <laughs> and so I emailed Sebastian and, uh, he contacted be quiet and they got back with us very quickly. And, um, at, at that point, the actual proper listings had gone up and it's $25 yeah. and 90 cents. That's and what they that do. Price, they do the nineties. The they don't do 99. So that's kind of yes. their $26 price point, but that's the yeah. cheapest cooler they sell. And the next one up is only about 30, 35, and it's the 120 um, millimeter. This is a 92. Mm-hmm. So, anyway. Basically, they couldn't stand the fact that it was actually really good for a really excellent price. <laughs> <laughs> They're just trying uh, to I, take it. Whoever it was was taking advantage of the component shortage. Indeed. Indeed. I'll be, I'll be completely honest. It's probably <clears throat> good that I didn't know the price to begin with. Because if I had seen the size of this cooler and saw the price, I would have gone into my testing under the impression that this thing just can't be good for this price at this size. Um, but it, it really shocked me as to how well such a small cooler could do hey, and stay so It's not the size quiet. that matters. It's the motion of the fan blades. You keep telling oh, yourself that. Fan, <laughs> you know, fan blades. Okay, that's they what know what they're doing down there, on around mm. your CPU area. Let, let's <laughs> real quick. The thing I'm actually using right now to do the podcast. When uh, Cherry, you may be familiar with Cherry, Cherry of Cherry of MX switches. They're uh, they make office style peripherals, believe it or not, and they have Cherry SX switches. And I didn't even think about this, but the MX is mechanical switch. I guess the X is for switch. And SX is scissor mechanism switches. So just a In very, retrospect, this makes sense. Yeah, it does. In retrospect, 
they, they have very utilitarian looking. This is just a matte black office keyboard. It's a wireless keyboard. Nothing exciting here. Uses scissor switches, not a membrane. So it has a little bit. I don't know if you can even hear that. It's pretty quiet, Barely. but it has a little bit of a crisp, slight clickiness to it. But the real star of the show is this innocent looking, just kind of symmetrical so, mouse. Why? It looks so unassuming. Because it's so quiet. You can't. I'm clicking on things, and I don't know what Were I'm Were you really clicking? clicking? I was clicking. Yes. You can. There is no sound when you click on this mouse, is what I'm trying to say. It is the quietest mouse I've ever not heard in my life. So you can read the review, look at some more pictures of the keyboard. The keyboard's just, it's, it's a little bit nicer than your average membrane keyboard. I like that scissor mechanism feel in these. It feels like an old laptop. That's how with, I described with it. With the legs uh, extended, does it have deck flex? That would be like a thing. I, would, I wouldn't There's like that at all. There's very little flex. It doesn't flex as much as, say, a G3 iBook. Those were pretty oh. flexy towards the middle, but it has similar feeling keys. That's what I was thinking of when I was typing on this. If you really? remember a G3 iBook, those mm-hmm. scissor mechanisms and that particular kind of um, keycap is what they feel like. It had a very reasonable amount of key travel. Yes, that, that yes. I didn't, above average didn't key hate. travel with these. I liked, I liked it. It, had, it was like longer, but it, it was nice. And this is one of those, you know, you get all the... the, the everything connects with the one dongle. It's just your standard wireless desktop setup. But it's all double A batteries. Is that a self-destruct button on the bottom? That's actually the dongle. The big red one? It's red. So you don't ah. lose it. Smart. You it out. Well, I mean, you could use it. Lose it. You huh. could. And and these are all double A batteries, right? Yep. Double A, two double A's in the keyboard, one double A in the mouse. It comes in black or this white sort of lifestyle oh. color. And it's that's cheap, too. Yeah. forty six ninety six on Amazon. That's decent. Nice. Under 50 bucks. Ultra quiet mouse, and I have been listening to myself on playback when I edit the podcast for months. Click, click, click. Every time I change screens or bring up a different tab, there's a click. You're right. And this thing You're is right. dead silent. It has that. Do you still little... get an activation feeling? Yes, it, it's like a it's like a trackpad on a laptop where you feel that slight click under your finger. Oh, yeah. You don't really hear it out loud. Mm, it's just nice. like that. It's almost like haptic feedback. They nailed it. What's the name of the mouse? It is the Stream mouse. It's the it's the Stream series. So, so they like aim stream. these at live streamers, is what you're saying? Exactly. To be quiet Just in so the they, background. Yeah. You don't need anything yeah. flashy because it's not on camera. It's it doesn't have any lighting. I mean, if I were to, to build my ideal streaming a keyboard, it would have just a faint white backlight so I could see in a darker environment. But you can't have everything for forty six dollars. I would have got this just for the mouse. That's why I agreed to do this. I was reading their literature, and it's like ultra quiet mouse clicks. Like, really? Is it ultra quiet? It is. Anyway. That's an endorsement. That's all I have to say about this. Cool. And it's time to move on to picks of the week. Picks. Indeed. Picks. Picks. Picks of the week. 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 Sebastian has 90 seconds to finish his pick. All right. Josh. Okay. You know, last week I had talked about uh, how much I enjoyed my great OSR 225s and that, you know, if you're looking for, you know, headphones, you should maybe consider them. I mean, they're a little bit more pricey, but boy, they last a long time and they sound great. And I was wondering why they were hardly in stock anywhere. And now we know. 
It's because Grado, after a decade or so, have released their new X series of the Prestige series. So the last ones were SR325Es and 225Es and 125Es and a couple lower. Well, they finally changed the diaphragm. They redesigned the uh, headband, which is something that people have been disappointed about for a long time. And they have a new material for the ears because if there was one thing about Grado headphones is you had to break those ear pads in and also kind of break your uh, ears into the head pads uh, because you could, you know, when you first start using them, you, you'd like have them on for an hour and then it'd get really irritable. Uh, that's that's now kind of looking like a thing of the past. And you know what? They're, they're th- SR325Xs uh, are made of metal. And so those are machine blocks of aluminum, I think. Um, specifically, Harden, I can't remember all the things that they've done, but um, it's just not, you know, like regular metal. It's 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 uh, treated, so it um, has uh, audio qualities that uh, most others do not have. And uh, yeah, they're they're kind of expensive at just shy of three hundred dollars, but you can get them now. They're brand new, new drivers. Um, you know, they're, they're, uh, Grado just doesn't update their stuff very much because their things are just so good. They, they, they only upgrade when it makes sense typically. And apparently it now makes sense to go ahead and do that with new technology. And so we'll find out more about, uh, the materials and what they're doing to make it, uh, I'll contact John and see if he'll get back to me and, and we'll go from there. But, you know, for your consideration, they're available now at the uh, Grado website. You can buy it directly from them. And uh, hopefully soon, and if you says many, many in stock availability, this is like the antithesis of GPUs. These are brand new headphones, and there are many in stock that you can buy now. It's the anti-GPU. So that, yeah, so take that GPU money and spend it on some headphones. You'll be happy because you'll keep these things for a decade at least. And be pleased. At today's with them. prices, you could barely buy the fan part of a GPU for three hundred. I know. Just yeah, the, that's just that's the front and one of the fans, not all of. Yo, them, you want one? Of, you want a sixteen fifty two gigabyte? That'll be three hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah, what I want to know is, and the 325s yeah. are my favorite because you can go up to the reference series, and the RS two E was four ninety five. But the 325s and the 495s were the same. The four, the RS2e just had the the wooden the um, wood. enclosure. I believe it was the same driver, just the difference in the enclosures. So the best bang for the buck, in my opinion, was the Prestige series and the 325. But I am worried about Would the you? new driver. Will it still have that mid-range sizzle? I'll I'll, I'll see what I can Find out for do. us. Okay. Okay. Would you qualify okay. these as open or, or closed? They're, no, they're open. Oh, they're, they're open. Oh, okay. They're, they're, they're open. fully well, they open. One you can hear. No, they're open. They're open. Yeah, you got to have a quiet room to really, really enjoy these. Uh, if if you're surrounded by noise, um, get get something closed. But these are, you yeah. know, I mean, they're, they're based in the mid range are so good and hit so hard yeah. because they are in open design and they're only uh, what. How many ohms did I say? 16? 8? I thought they were... I don't know 16? what they are now. 
They 32? Were 32 before. Yeah, um, I think the story is going to be 32. They need some to drive them. 38. 38. Oh, okay. Crazy. They might be a little quiet. Yeah, adapter comes amps. attached. Just pull it off. That adapter is just you. a little lewd. <laughs> Look, the frequency <laughs> okay. response. 18 right. to 24. <laughs> We should stop watching this part right I, now. I can't, st- I can't, can't stop, stop watching the insertion of the quarter-inch adapter. Oh, my God. It's like it's like the audiophile version of Meat Spin. <laughs> Just pull it off. Just snap that off. How many off. times snap can you watch this? Snap off the adapter this? right there. Oh. Need it. Just snap it off. <laughs> All right. Um, We're going to I think hell. I saw that episode. I saw that episode. <laughs> Jeremy, save us. Fans, computer oh, stuff. Oh, no. Yeah, oh, it is computer stuff. But this is, is like, people like their blinking lightkin. And so this has got to be one of the most ridiculous what? fans I have seen in my this life. So fan? I think people will actually like, like it. A, this is the fan. This is the whole thing. Yes, that 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 is the Zalman's AM's SF120 uh, thing. Those it's, aren't LEDs. It's so impressive that even black and white won't make it look good so switch over to one of the black and white uh, artist yeah. photos and it still doesn't help this looks at kind all. of awesome what's going on with the i knew someone would like it. of the fan here there's like a second set of blades inside oh, the other i don't blades. see that at first cut out. And I'm sure they do wonders for the noise because who cares what this is designed for is cooling and blinking. And my God, does it ever blink. It just, it looks like a, I mean, for $20. It's just. And it's 20 Canadian. You're probably going to Right, it's like $10 US. No, not really. It's like $14, $15. So yeah, if you, if you need fans that will just, you know, stand out beyond anything. If you want fans to look like insects. Or really, really mangled UAVs. Or... Huh. Yeah, I just couldn't not share this with people because it, it is something else. Yeah, I don't have anything to say. Okay. Well, you will in a moment because it's, tar- it's your turn. Your pick, Brett. Go. So... As many of us do, I received uh, the email from one of the uh, internet's favorite electronics and computer parts retailers, Circuit City, and just and Tiger Direct. Yes, it was uh, it was a CDW, except uh, I deleted that one. Oh, okay. And then I read the one from Newegg, and then I'm like, oh my gosh, look at this! This is a really good price on a 10 inch, 200 ish powered, 200 watt powered. Sub. I happen to have a 200 watt 10 inch uh, sub from uh, Definitive Technologies in a very very large uh, room, and it disappears. So this is a really good size and an excellent price. The regular price on this is significantly higher. So $140 for a 10 inch ported sub with a bandpass filter, uh, a volume adjustment, um, as well as um, uh, pa- uh, remote power on. Uh, so all the kind of minimal features that you'd need for a, uh, a reasonable uh, audio, you know, audio file-ish type uh, home audio system, especially accompanying uh, video or watching movies, 
this would be a great addition to your AV receiver or setup that you have for watching uh, videos in the whatever room inside the house. Be this careful. Is, the 10-inch sub is going to be pretty good. Be careful when positioning it because the rear ported Correct. Uh, subs, they I sound have, a little tubby when they're too close to the wall. I have they my like 10-inch sub yeah. in the corner, but it's ported on the bottom. Yeah, so those, that actually, those are easier that to place. Correct. I will you say have to be very careful with wall placement. This is it's a good price, mm. but don't expect room shaking base because it's a 100 watt no. sub that can do momentary 250 watt. That's correct. Power, which is all you really need, However, unless you're listening to music. This would kind of fall down with that constant exactly. baseline. But if there's an explosion exactly. or two or something, you know. But at this size, even in a sizable room, it is. And what I I think I mentioned is it disappears and that you do not want to be able to localize like where your base effects are coming from in watching video or watching a movie or something like that, that this size I think is, is really excellent for room filling bottom fill on, on movies and, and watching videos and TV. And it's really good price. Let me She's see. a fat bottomed. <laughs> so, my my pick this week is uh, the website Accessories for Less, which if you haven't ever heard of it, they are basically the internet's. Uh, well, if I'm clicking with the right mouse here, they're the official refurbished seller for a lot of brands. So if you go down and look at their official brand like affiliations, they're the Marantz and Denon and Yamaha and Kef and Focal and Polk Audio, Canton. They are the official refurbished store for all those brands and a couple of others i've bought multiple avrs from them over the years different sets of speakers my sub came from them which is why i was thinking about that because if they actually have i don't know if they have the one that i have but it, the stuff kind of comes in and out of stock and you have to, it's like a, it's a clearance center so you have to check hmm. they occasionally have some new stuff too like they'll do factory seconds and Stuff like that. So if it's just a sub that's going to sit on the floor, who cares what it looks like? There's a hey, there's that Clipshot clip. 12 at uh, 139 to 199. Not quite maybe as good a price, but we'll see. Yeah, you have, usually have a choice with them. So here's a used one. Oh, they don't have any. Open box, they have six. New, they have four. The pricing obviously goes down lower if it's open box. There's like store returns that can't be sold as new anymore, that kind of a thing. But Isn't isn't open box almost equivalent to used? I mean, that's a, a legally a yes. without a difference. Yeah, but I've I've got a pair of Canton floor standers that I bought from them a couple of years ago. They are fantastic, just general purpose tower speakers. I don't even have a surround setup right now because I just have those two on the sides of the TV. They only they only have one set of Cantons right now. The stuff comes and goes. That's actually I'm in the speaker package section. That's why. But anyway, check it out. It's they're they're actually legit. It sounds weird. Accessories four. That's the number four less. They've been around since the late nineties. And if you buy something from them and it's factory refurbished, you get the warranty. I bought a Marantz uh, component from them. It failed within so many months. Contacted Marantz, gave them the place to purchase. Like, oh, okay. And then they just like, you know, sent me a replacement hmm. unit. So it's all that's great that they respect them. As a as a legitimate outlet, yeah. they are their yeah. official refurbished partner. But check them out if you're in the market for an AVR or something. You can you can spend way less just getting a B stock unit or something from them. 
And that's it. I actually had a pick this week, sort of. Woohoo! Hey, I noticed seeing a lot of audio in the picks actually lately. Yeah, we've been doing that. And I really, I want to pick, a, like Josh has, has talked about that sound blaster, and I, I love the just the idea of a creative sound blaster card because it's so classic. I will say, if you check out Audio Science Review, look at their review of the EVGA New Audio Pro. The new audio was great. I reviewed that. I got a pro in. I never ended up writing up the whole review. I need to do that. But it was just taking it to the next level, basically. It came with a separate multi-channel component that was like a, uh, it had to be connected to it, almost like SLI. You had to do a data cable from one to the other. But the the new audio pro, check out the audio science review um, of that. It is fantastic in measurements the the performance is great the measure performance is is near pro level which i mean that's the name you pay more for it but you're getting a tremendous sound card that rivals discrete external dac and headphone amplifiers in and above its price range so we can we can do that another time but there's a lot of really good audio stuff out there but i'm 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 shortchanging Kent here. Take all the time you need. Kent is next with his pick of the week. So my pick of the week is something that we have not seen in over a year. A reasonably priced, high-quality power supply. Uh, This is the EVGA Supernova 850G3. Um, It's a gold-rated model that's been around a few years. Um, We actually did a review before my time, Lee did a review of it on the website when it was introduced, um, and he gave it a sparkling review. It's a super flower design inside. Um, it's a very compact ATX power supply. It's only 150 millimeters long, 130 millimeter fan. Um, I've used multiple G2 and G3 power supplies from EVGA. And they've all been fantastic. Um, and uh, this one is back at what is a reasonable price for, the, like I say, the first time in over a year. I'm looking for a 1,000. Oh, wait, Jeremy has a 1,000. Jer- Jeremy, Jeremy has a 1,000. That's yeah. rare. It's a rare bird. Oh, you're, you're cut off, muted. Yeah. No, I didn't do that. Sure you did. No, I was rooting around, and I didn't uh, want you to hear the, the noise no. of, you know. Nobody <laughs> wants to hear you it, rooting right? around, and let me tell you. No, well, Jordan does, but that's uh, okay. no, yeah, that's another, no rooting. Another subject. Aye, aye, aye. But no, for whatever reason, this was actually cheaper than the 850. And, wow. and the one store had all of them, and one store only had the thousands, and it was like, yeah, okay, I'll pay $10 less for a thousand watt, even if I don't need it. So what was that in Canadian? Uh, I think they charged me like one twenty. What are those rubles? One twenty Canadian rubles? Canadian yeah, no, it was like that's it was cheap. a very very good deal. And look at it now. Here's the one thousand three hundred thirty five dollars, but it says request price. Oh, if holy you have crap! To ask, you have to log if in you to have see to the ask. price. But yeah, thousand watt power supplies have been selling for well over two hundred dollars. That's look, also not from Newegg. That's no, from not, yeah. One Plus One. Okay, yeah. ships from, from China. China. Most customers please allow five to eight weeks for delivery. Seven yeah. to thirty-two days. Sure. You know, yeah, right. There. Sure. 
Was there anything else this evening? No. Okay. Mm, they came I'm in at a tight to throw hour in a and a half-ish. It'll be... I don't know what it'll actually be after the editing. An hour. I'll just cut out everything mm. that I said. No, oh, man, you moved it right along, so... Nice, I tried. Nice job. Nice yeah. job. And we'll do it again next week. Tune in again for more exciting news, more reviews of exciting things like uh, inexpensive desktop keyboard and mouse setups. Maybe I'll even throw in an SD card review. You never know what's going to happen.